You're listening to the AG Lockhart Podcast. We hope you enjoy this teaching by Pastor Matt Burton. Good morning. It's good to be with you today. My wife and I were gone ministering at a church, my cousin's church in Paris, Texas last week, and we had a great time because God is everywhere. I want to tell you the devil's not everywhere. He may have his people, but he can't be everywhere, but God is everywhere, and that's good news for us because we need him near us, don't we? But we missed y'all. I don't know if anybody ever told you they missed you, but I missed you. I'm glad to see you this week. I'm excited about today. It's Palm Sunday. I've had a message inside of me for a few months. I've been anxious to preach it. I don't know how to do it adequately, and now I've got a cough, and I got magic water here and a cough drop in my throat, and so hopefully I'm going to be able to do it, but I'm excited about Palm Sunday. More than a message, but what it means, I don't know if you're familiar with it, but the king of kings rode into Jerusalem on a donkey, and the people knew he was coming, some of them. They laid down palm branches on the road in front of him. Some people even laid down their clothes. They kind of like rolling out the red carpet. Well, I guess it's not red. But it's that idea of making a way, an entrance for the Lord. They cried out, Hosanna, which means save, but it had become in Israel a, a, a word of praise. Even though their Savior until that point had not come to them, they had turned it into a word of praise. And I'm excited for the day. I, remind, I'm, I imagine that Jerusalem was, was similar to how we feel today. Some of you just came in here, man, you're just looking good. All your stuff is together. You left your, ha- your house, even your cats were behaving. Uh, others of us, we got in here and we were like, man, if God doesn't save us right now, I'm about to choke everybody in my car and we're going to need a savior. Man, some of us got here, we were good and it took 10 minutes for us to not be good. I mean, we're just people and we just are broken sometimes, aren't we? Hi, Kendra. You just keep smiling at me. I don't know how you got here today, but Jerusalem was like that. There was good and bad going on in the city. People aware and unaware of Jesus coming. But some people had heard that he had spent the night in Bethany and he was coming in the morning riding a donkey. And people responded in praise to him, yelling, worshiping, and laying down palm branches. The title of the message today, if you're taking notes, and maybe we'll hear something worth remembering, Palms, Praise, and Paradox. Say that with me, Palms, Praise, and Paradox. Let's read the story. John chapter 12, the night before Palm Sunday. Six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany where Lazarus lived, whom Jesus had raised from the dead. Here a dinner was given in Jesus' honor. Martha served while Lazarus was among those reclining at the table with him. Mary took out a pint of pure nard, an expensive perfume. She poured it on Jesus' feet and wiped his feet with her hair. And the house was filled with the fragrance of perfume. But one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot, who was later to betray Jesus, objected. Why wasn't the perfume sold and the money given to the poor? It was worth a year's wages. Judas did not say this because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief and he kept the money bag and he used to help himself to what was put into it. Leave her alone, Jesus replied. It is intended that she should save this perfume for the day of my burial. You'll always have the poor among you, but you will not always have me. Meanwhile, a large crowd of 
Jews found out that Jesus was there, and they came not only because of Jesus, but also to see Lazarus, whom had been raised from the dead. So the chief priests made plans to kill Lazarus as well as Jesus, because on account of Lazarus, many of Jews were going over to Jesus and believing in him. The next day, the great crowd that had come for the festival heard that Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem. They took palm branches and went out to meet him, shouting, Hosanna, or King, save us. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the King of Israel. Jesus found a young donkey and sat on it as it is written, and it's written in Zechariah, Do not be afraid, daughter of Zion. See, your king is coming, seated on a donkey's colt. Let's pray. Jesus, in your word it says you have much more to say to us and sometimes more than we can bear. So you measure your words and speak to us as we are ready and you know when. We would ask you by your Holy Spirit to teach us and say to us what you want to say to us today. We recognize many of us, Lord, that you have the words of life. Nothing else is going to help us. I would ask you, Lord, to say what we can bear, and I would ask you by your Holy Spirit to allow us to bear more than maybe we could even bear right now, because we need to hear your words. Holy Spirit, you're called the counselor. Would you counsel us today? You're called the guide. Would you guide us today? You're called the teacher and the gift and the promise. Would you come as a gift to us like has been promised, and would you teach us? Lord, I ask you for hearts to be open and eyes to see and ears to hear. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Palms, praise, and paradox. Let's start with the palms. Jesus is coming into Jerusalem. Jesus is headed to the cross. And Jesus is coming for his people and for us also. Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem. On his way to Jerusalem, the coming king for the people who needed him. Anybody need some help today? Man, I'm just overwhelmed in, in worship today as we're singing to the Lord that when I needed him so badly, which was like right now, <laughs> he came for us. I'm not really interested in a cute message, or I, although I think these are great uh, visual aids, don't you? Like these were cut fresh today at my house on a ladder, and I didn't fall. But more than a message that I can relate to, I need the message, God in the flesh, the picture of the living God, what God would look like with flesh on, skin on, if we could touch him and see him. Jesus, I need that person, that king, to be allowed into my life and to do what he wants to do. I need the king who came for us to come in. So the palms, they were put on the road in, in front of Jesus. You know, I, I see that picture, people excited, oh, the king, and all of what they think the king should be. You got some ideas of what Jesus ought to do for you? Have you let him know? <laughs> hey, Lord, I appreciate how you're running your kingdom. Can we make a few changes? Here's some. And don't feel like you have to get to all of them right now, but the top three I'd like you to take care of before lunch. I noticed that the people, they, they lay their branches and their coats down in front of him on the road that he's going on. Here's a word for us. He's going somewhere. Jesus has a plan, a path, a purpose. They joined in that purpose, and they laid their palms and 
and, and, and clothing down as a symbol of praise, but also as a symbol of surrender, it was on Jesus' path. Man, I need to hear that. You know what I would have done? I'd have been like, I'd have had all my people. I got people that ride with me. We come, I got a trunk full of women where I go. Four daughters, a wife, and if the dogs get in the car, then it's all of us. And I would have been having them, I'd have said, hey, get all your branches and then start, instead of that road, put them this way and get them over to our house. <laughs> would have redirected the path. You ever been over that? You've been somewhere? Isn't it fun in Austin when they're fixing roads and you're like, and there's a barricade and detour. I would have been detouring Jesus. Hey, G Peter tried to do that. Jesus said, I'm headed to the cross. And Peter goes, no, you're not. They're not killing you. And he said, that sounds more like the devil's plans than my plans. That sounds like a man's plans. That sounds like the enemy because I have a purpose. I'm headed somewhere. Listen, we need to give our life, our branches, our praise in the path that Jesus has chosen and not be making up our own path for him. It's really difficult if you're a human because our history is full of people wanting to make other paths for Jesus. On the mountain in front of God at Sinai, God is on the mountain in smoke and fire, and he's saying, come up. And Moses goes up, and the people go, Moses, why don't you put your palm branches and go on the path God has for you, and we'll just wait down here. And before too long, they got a gold calf they're worshiping. They made a different road. I think God ought to be this way. That's why God put it in the Ten Commandments, love the Lord your God. Serve him only. Don't have idols. It's easy for us to make an idol. Usually in Matt's life, I'm the idol. Hey, Jesus, I appreciate that you're coming. Why don't you come this way? And I try to lay the path down. Mary's a little bit different. The night before, she brings everything she has to the Lord. You know, the palms are, our, are the Lord's direction. I see Mary. She just gives it to the Lord and says, hey, you're going to die, and I'm going to anoint your body. She wasn't arguing with the path. Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem, the capital city. It speaks of his government. He came as a king. And you know, the way he came in there was on a donkey. And Zechariah had said 500 years before. You got friends that go, is the Bible true? Say this. Well, 500 years before Jesus was going to ride into Jerusalem on a donkey, Zechariah said he would. Pretty good. Now, I don't know how Nostradamus is doing these days, like what his scorecard is or what your prediction is or what your lottery is or your horoscope is or your tarot cards are or whatever, all these things that try to predict our future. But the Lord will tell us from the beginning what the end is. And he said 500 years, Jesus is going to ride on a donkey. It's very important. You probably have heard this. But when a king came into a town on a donkey, it meant he was coming in peace. If he came in on a horse, it means you better get down because the sword is on the back of your neck. Jesus came in peace. That's why people push him around in our lives so much, because he's meek and lowly and acquainted with suffering. He's not one to be moved because he's immovable. He's not one to be shut up because he, he's immutable. But because he's so kind and comes on a donkey, it seems like sometimes we can just move him how we want to. But that's not true. He came for us. We must be careful not to make a new way for Jesus a new idea, a new word, a new understanding. He's the way. He said himself, I am the way, and he's the only way. And, and this is what I want to get out of the palms. My job is not to translate God and make him fit into my life. My, life is, my job is to let God translate my life and me fit into to God. 
Does that make sense? I heard a pastor say it like this one time. I've said it before. He says, we stand over the Bible and translate it, interpret it, say what it says. He goes, no, the Bible stands over us, tells us who we are, if we're right or if we're wrong, if we're a sheep or if we're a goat, if we know the Lord or if we don't, if we're in faith or if we're in doubt. The Bible tells us how good is God that he hasn't left us as kids without instructions or help, but he's given us his very word. This past week, we were asked, how do you know if God's talking to you? Several times when we were ministering to people, because the Lord would speak as we would pray, just like he speaks in our church. And we would answer him, if it doesn't match up with his word, it's not him. And you better know his word, because the enemy is real good about taking half a verse and then twisting the other half. In our lives, we want to lay down the palm branches of our life on the path that Jesus wants to go. Isn't that so pretty and easy? Oh, yes, here it is, Jesus. I want to go that way, but I'll go this way. I want to do this, but let's do it your way. It's a war inside of us, isn't it? Our flesh rages against God. That's why Jesus said, put your flesh to death. Symbolically meaning die to yourself and live for me. Let me live in you. Paul said, I'm no longer alive. I've been crucified with Christ, but... The life I live is because Christ lives in me. There's been a transformation. It was all about me. Now it's all about him. I used to live, but I've joined him on the cross, surrendered to God's plan, Paul said, and now Christ lives in me and I live his life. I lay down my branches in the way he wants to go. Oh, yeah, that's easy. Sunday morning church. Yeah. We're going to get in the car and fight about which barbecue place we're going to eat at. (laughs) We won't even submit to each other much less the Lord. Everybody's like, I wish I could just hear God. No, I don't know. It'd be a whole lot more evident we're not following all of his directions if we heard his voice out loud, wouldn't it? Oh, I didn't mean to say that. Palms, Jesus is coming. Isn't it amazing that he would come for us? Isn't it? Ever been at a, going to meet up with somebody and they didn't show up? Oh, (laughs) Oh, she's not laughing at you. The Lord showed up when we weren't even looking for us. Man, you are so loved. God's coming into Jerusalem on Palm Sunday in the form of a man headed to a cross. It's beautiful. Number two, the palms represented praise. Mary's perfume represented praise. Praise needs to cost us something. Praise moves us closer to Jesus. And praise matters to Jesus. It's real easy to sing a song. It's not so easy to obey the word of the Lord. King David said, I won't offer to God a sacrifice that costs me nothing. Ladies, can I ask you a question? If a ring was put on your finger, because if you like it, you ought to put a ring on it. If a ring was given to you, beautiful, and they said, here it is. You go, oh, my gosh. You're thinking, man, this, this cost him. Oh, wow. I mean, that, that's not a quarter at the gumball machine. That's like a real diamond. And he's all, and you say yes, and he goes, oh, don't worry about how much it costs. My friend didn't need it. He just gave it to me. I'm just passing it on to you. We're so ahead on our mortgage. What would you say? So don't be bringing no halfway praise up in her. Don't be bringing no heart like, well, God, if I feel like it, I'll just 
praise you because it ain't going to cost me nothing. I mean, God's so much more patient than women and men because you would have just been punched down trying to talk to a girl from Lockhart like that with somebody else's ring. Oh, no, you didn't with that borrowed ring. Man, don't be bringing Let's just don't bring the Lord some half-hearted. I didn't even cut my own palm branch today, God. I found one laying on the ground and picked it up. Let's don't bring God our spare time and spare change. I mean, who is the king of kings? No, but he's on a donkey, Matt. He's cool with it. He understands. Me and God, we got a thing. We got an understanding. Yeah, he understands, and you're missing understanding. You're misunderstanding. Man, I want to bring the Lord my heart. I want to tell him, thank you. He's done so much for us. Y'all, we're in trouble if we don't respond rightly because there's been at least five miracles in our church in the last two years I can talk about. At least five, and I don't know all of them. You're breathing right now, and there's an enemy that wants to kill you, so you're alive. That's a miracle right there. Man, we have to praise the Lord. We have to fight through the mess and say, God, here's all of me. And it might look different. For somebody, it might look like this, man. And inside, they are just so giving God everything. With someone else, they're shouting and screaming. Their hair is getting all messed up. <clears throat> I like to talk about people with hair. Mary pours out everything on his feet. And everybody looks and goes, what a waste. You could have done so much with that. What a waste of time to come to church on Sunday. What a waste to spend an hour with the Lord in prayer. What a waste to turn off that and read the Bible and try to learn more of his word. What a waste, what a waste, what a mismanagement of time that the world would say. But the Lord says, don't you be talking about Mary. That perfume is in her house so she could pour it on me today. The breath is in your lungs so you can give it to the Lord. Everything you have, your house, whether it's as big as you want or not, your possessions, everything you have are so you can bring it and waste it on the Lord. We got to praise him. It needs to cost us. It moves us closer. Emery, will you come here? Do you mind? I didn't check with her first. You can say no. No. All right. Who's next? Jeffrey. Thanks, Jeffrey. I should have checked with Emery. I'm sorry, Emery. They have to put up with Just come up here. They have to put up with me all week. Ace, why don't you come up here too? This wouldn't have worked with Emery. I'm glad she said no. All right, Ace, you be the bad guy. You be in between me and Jeffrey. Let's just say I just need to get to Jeffrey for our relationship. We're like brothers. Ace can represent misunderstanding, busy schedules. He can just be everything that gets in the way of a relationship. And I'm trying to communicate with Jeffrey. I'm like, Jeffrey, man, you're my homeboy, dude. I love you. I want to give you a bro hug. But, man, I can't get over there. I can't get. Watch this. If I get to Jeff, don't, don't be real good at it. <laughs> Stop moving. <laughs> if I get past the, all of that and I can embrace my friend, there's nothing in between us now. This is a picture of our praise. We're trying to get rid of all this sin that so easily entangles us. You're not sin, Ace. You're just playing the bad guy. It's, a, it's like a movie role. If you do good, there could be some more parts for you next week. Listen, we focus so much on everything that's keeping us from the Lord, but it's, you don't. Just forget it. Go into however you praise and worship and think about the Lord and just embrace Him 
and let him embrace you. And all that stuff, no matter where it is, even if it's right next to you, it's not in between. That's our praise moves us. Our praise moves us. All right, y'all can sit down. I'll tell your mom to give y'all extra Easter eggs. I just was imagining the people bringing their palm branches. I don't know how far they started, but by the time they laid them down, they're on Jesus' path. Your praise moves you to the Lord. It's why it's so hard sometimes to worship him, to sing to him. It's why guys are like, yeah, I don't sing too good, so I ain't going to say nothing. It's why ladies are like, I can't even praise him today. I'm so mad it would be fake. No, just start praising him. Just start praising him and don't wait for Sunday. Come in Sunday with all the overflow and help people like me who need extra help. But I saw these people in my mind. They're in their own neighborhood and they hear Jesus is over there and they bring the praise to him and now they're right next to him. Your praise will move you. Your praise also matters to Jesus. And I know that that's a real war in some of our minds. Jesus who needs nothing, longs for our worship. There's a picture of that, the woman at the well. Have you heard of her? And Jesus goes, why don't you give me a drink? There's a lady at a well. Jesus says, give me a drink. And then by the end of the conversation, they're talking about worship. Well, our ancestors say you got to worship over here and you got to worship over there. The water is a picture, not only that Jesus is the living water for her, but that her giving her, him a drink is ministry to Jesus. Your worship ministers to Jesus. And it's not Jesus like He's dying of thirst, and he's not going to make it without your worship. It's that you were created for him, and you're missing if you're missing. Right? I wish I had so much money that I could miss $1,000. Oh, it's just 1000 I wish I had enough money I could miss 1000 like when the electric bill is too big, or I just have to have a flat tire, and now i got to buy a $100 tire. Oh, I ain't going to miss $100. Listen. We think about that sometimes. Jesus has the whole world praising him, all of heaven praising him. He doesn't miss me. Oh, yes, he does. He says it even in his scripture. I will leave 99 to find the one. Your voice, your worship, it cannot be substituted. It cannot be substituted. Don't go to your job tomorrow and go, y'all can't replace me because they will replace you. But in God's kingdom, there's not like if Matt 1 doesn't work out, we got backup Matt. It's just always missing. There's no other you. No, that's why you have fingerprints like you do. There's not another one. There's, that's why you got facial recognition like you do. Like I can't put my phone on you and it turns on because you don't look. We're so individually, uniquely made that if we don't bring our worship to the Lord, it's missing forever. And he misses it. He doesn't miss me, then why did he even come on the donkey looking for you? Man, can you hear that? Wake up out of whatever cloud you're under right now. Can you hear that? You're missing if you're missing. God is looking for you. He puts on skin, leaves heaven, rides a donkey, walks in chanclas on dirty roads at sandals, and he comes for you. It wasn't easy to get to you. And to get to you, you had to carry all your sin. And die on the cross, beaten and naked in front of everybody. Man, he wanted you so bad. Your praise matters to him. Can you bring it to him? You know, it says that in Psalm 22, 3, God is holy and he's enthroned on the praises of Israel. His people, he's enthroned on it. Oh, sing to him, talk to him, move your life toward him. It matters to him. 
Let's read what happened at the end of this week. Sunday, he comes on Palm Sunday. Friday, he's in front of Pilate, being on trial. And Pilate calls together all the chief priests that have brought Jesus with all these charges, and the rulers, and the people. And he says to them, you bring me Jesus as one who is inciting the people to rebellion, but I've examined him in your presence, and I've found no basis for your charges against him. Therefore, I will punish him, and I will release him. But the crowd shouted, Hosanna! Oh no, that's a, that was the other chapter. What does a crowd shout? Away with this man. Release Barabbas to us. Barabbas was in jail. He'd been thrown in prison for insurrection, causing a rebellion in the city, and for murder. Pilate, because he wanted to release Jesus, he appealed to them again. But they kept shouting, crucify him, crucify him. In five days, the crowd goes from Hosanna to crucify. A paradox is a contradiction or an inconsistency or a conflict. I'd like to show you on this palm branch. You know, there's a lot of different kind of palm branches, and I didn't do enough research to know which ones are in Israel. But I got these two in my backyard. They're a type of palm. And I just imagine like those movies, the praise. Here's the praise. Hosanna. Hosanna. On this palm branch, have y'all, y'all seen these spikes? I know about these because when I trim the dead ones off my tree, they get me every time. They end up about this long. And, man, they go into you and you feel them for days. Even a little poke. I don't know what they got on the end of them. On the same branch is praise and danger. I like to say piercing. They pierced Jesus' side, pierced his head with a crown of thorns. I look at this branch and I think about my life. Hey, Matt, are you praising the Lord one day and killing him the next day? Are you praising the Lord with your words and killing his people with your other words? In James 3, it says you can't have salt water out of a freshwater spring. But we got cursing and blessing out of the same mouth. In James 3, it says we bless God and curse people who are made in the image of God. I'd say it's even worse than that. We praise God and then curse him. God, I love you. You can have it all. Oh, not that night. Lord, you can have it all. Not that $10. Lord, you can have it all. Not that part of my brain. I'd like to keep that as it is. Lord, you can have it all. Not that channel. Oh, man, the illustrations are forever, right? I'll quit talking about (laughs) y'all. This is a great message, man. I'm so encouraged at church today. I just feel, you know what? God chastens us, hymns us in, disciplines the ones he loves. It's a father who doesn't care about his kids. They go, do whatever you want. I don't care. I'm watching TV. It's a father that loves you that's be like calling you. Girl, I said call me by 930. It's 930 in three seconds. I don't know how we're going to feel at the end of this message, but I want to feel the Lord examining my heart because I want to give him my whole heart. Here's the paradox. They're praising Jesus on Sunday morning, Palm Sunday, and on Friday they're yelling, crucify, crucify. 
It's a paradox. It's a contradiction. And I want to know. I don't care about talking bad about these people from Israel on that day. I want to know if my life is like that. David prayed it like this. Lord, search me. See if there be any wicked way in me. The ones I can see and the ones I can't see. It's a paradox. I'll give you a couple of paradoxes from this story. How about the donkey and the cross? This is a contradiction, except in God's agenda, it's not a contradiction. The man riding on a donkey is a king. What king you ever seen on a cross? Man, you would go, that's a contradiction. There's people that threw Jesus away. The very reason some people changed their cry in five days was because Jesus wasn't the king they wanted. How are you ruling on a donkey? Get the Romans off our back. We're God's people. Man, do we do that? Let's talk about somebody else instead of us. Let's talk about somebody else. You, do you know people that they praise the Lord and then things don't go the way they want it? The money doesn't come. The healing doesn't come. The job doesn't come. And they're like, I tried all that praying stuff. I got to just make it on my own. Pick myself up by my bootstraps. Go find another God. I was praying to that God. And that didn't work. So I'm stopping over here at this place and seeing if that works. He came on a donkey as a king. And then ends up on a cross. What kind of king is he? He's one that would lay down his life for you. It's a paradox in my mind, but in God's economy, it's not so much. But I tell you what I need to be careful of. I need to be careful of seeing Jesus as one way and thinking I'm going to manipulate his path. And when he doesn't do it my way, I need to be careful of trading him in. Oh, I would never crucify Jesus, but don't, don't, isn't it easy to just set him aside for a minute? Isn't it easy to go, I'm following the Lord. I hope he blesses me. I hope this prayer gets answered, yes. And when it doesn't go, hmm, talk to you in a little while, Lord. Thought you were going to do something different on that. He's so meek and so kind. Here's another paradox, Jesus and Barabbas. They're accusing Jesus of inciting a rebellion, but even the governor and, and whatever leader of Rome, Pilate, goes, he's not doing anything. But I'll beat him up a little bit because we like to just beat people up and y'all can be happy and I'll let him go. And the people go, no, kill him and give us Barabbas. In five days, they change their mind and go, instead of someone who's not guilty of anything, we'll take the murderer and the thief and the bad guy. We'd like him instead of Jesus. I go, what is wrong with these people? And then I try to reflect and I try to think on me and I go, oh, Lord. When am I picking murder over you, sin over you? And then I go, oh, let's just go one step at a time because this is going to be painful. Do you see the paradox? I want to praise him as my king, but then when it doesn't go the way I want, I want to trade him in. And I don't just trade him in. I trade him in for sin, for murder. We're, we, we can easily be like, oh, I'm just so not fussing at you. I'm not fussing at you. Lord, help us hear the word of God. I'm not mad or fussing at anybody. I want to study this and go, Lord, how am I like these people where I go, Jesus, my king? I don't like that. Give me Barabbas. And Barabbas in your life, I don't know what he looks like. A binge of this, an hour of that, a vent. Uh, well, I'll forgive everybody but that person. But does he look like a gossip or a slander or a little white lie or a not keeping the Sabbath holy or another God or a little idol? or a little this, or a little that, and in my face today is Barabbas, and I go, Jesus, forgive me, I've picked Barabbas. So many times i picked Barabbas. I thought I was just 
a broken man and I was just kind of pushing you to the side. But we're either choosing the Lord or we're choosing against the Lord. Can I just take a time out? Because it's heavy, isn't it? God's so patient and kind. You're his child and he scoops you up. He goes, hey, baby, don't go play over there. Danger. Warning. Trouble. And if your heart is for him and you want to lay your life down like a palm branch for him and then you mess up on Saturday, he's willing to forgive you Saturday right that minute and, and put us back. If he's faithful and just to forgive us for all of our sins and cleanse us for all unrighteousness if we will turn and repent and call on his name. But we can't be fooled that we're just kind of having an agreement with Jesus. We're choosing against him if we choose against him. We can't call it something that it's not. That's what our world is trying to do. That's what the devil's trying to do. He's like, eat the apple. No big deal. You'll be smart. You'll be like God yourself. But it was choosing Barabbas. It was choosing death over life. It was saying, no, God, I don't like your leadership in my life. I want to lead my life. And that's the humanism we live in right now in our culture, putting God and ourselves above Jesus. I'm sorry, putting sin and ourselves above Jesus. I don't know how you're going to work through all that on your own, but I think the Holy Spirit comes to convict us of sin so that he can save us from sin. If you don't think anything's wrong, what are you getting help for? And if nothing's wrong, why is Jesus coming into Jerusalem on a donkey to die on the cross so his blood can wash away our sins? Man, I don't want to pick Barabbas. Lord, I ask you, help me. I choose you. For me and my house, we'll serve the Lord. And please help me when I mess up. Amen. How about the Hosanna and the crucify? Kind of the same story. But they cry out. I'm just amazed how a crowd can change in five days. I want you to be careful of the crowd that you're hanging around with. There were some people just really the first day like, what are we supposed to say? Hosanna? Cool, I got it. Hosanna. Hosanna, can we say it loud? Yeah, Hosanna. Can we kneel down when we put the palm breast down? Yeah, that's cool. Can we lift our hand and put it down? Yeah, just put it down. They were figuring it out. The crowd was helping them. Then that same guy on the other day is like, what are we supposed to yell today? Said the chief priests were going around. Hey, when he says this, we yell crucify. If he says this, we yell crucify. And the guy's like, uh, okay, it's not Hosanna today. It's crucify. Okay, crucify. Yeah, but that was with a mad face and a fist. Can I put a fist, two fists? The crowd will manipulate us. The crowd will move us, but I can't even blame the crowd. My heart is deceitful above all things, the Bible says. I need a Savior so bad. I don't want to be Hosanna on Sunday and crucify on Monday. There's a lot of paradoxes in this story, a lot of things that contradict. Everyone has to choose. You choose the outlaw, the rebel, or the murderer, or you choose Jesus you choose life or you choose death. You choose God's way or your own way or someone else's way. But there's not every way leads up the same mountain to the same God. Jesus says, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. And he doesn't say it as a mean tyrant. He says it as someone that says, I will lay down my life as the path so you can find me. I want to go with that guy. I don't want paradox in my life. What can you do if you feel a paradox in your life? You can pray like Paul prayed, I want to know Christ, the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering and be conformed to his death. Here's the problem. We want to enter new life without passing through death first. We have to die to ourselves. Jesus was resurrected in glory because he was dead on the cross. 
There is a death that has to come to us. It looks like this. Lord, not my will, let it die. But your will, let it live. Not what I want, Lord, let it die. But what you want. And you know what? Jesus is so smart. He said, you need to do that daily. Go ahead and take up your cross daily. I think that's the next verse. Oh, yeah, it is. He said to them, whoever wants to be my disciple, deny yourself and take up your cross daily and follow me. And the reason Jesus can say, follow me by taking up your cross is because he took up his cross. Oh, and it was a war for that. He was in the garden praying. You'll remember it on Thursday this week. Thursday this week will remind you of Jesus in the garden going, Lord, I don't want this way. It's so hard, but if it's your way, I will take your way. I will put my will down and I will take up your will. And he did it to the point of death. We have a culture that tells us God is going to make everything better in your life. Well, that's the end of the story. But Jesus said, in this world, though, you will have trouble. We try to make it where all our trouble is going to go away. It's not going to go away until the king returns. And that's another paradox of this story. When the king returns next time, he's coming on a white horse. His mouth is a sword. Blood is on his garments. And he's separating everything that hinders love. And he's removing everything that stands between me and you and him. But he's not coming back on a donkey. It's in the clouds, king of the angel armies. It says he has a name written on him that no one knows but him. He's coming in majesty and power. The Bible says, choose him while he's on the donkey. It says it like this, it's better to fall on the cornerstone and be broken than to let the cornerstone fall on you and be crushed. It's better to find Jesus as Lord while he's on the donkey than to see him as Lord on the white horse. I'm choosing both. Anybody with me? I'll bow my knee today, and I'll bow my knee that day. What a day. Oh, he's coming. He came to Jerusalem on Palm Sunday, and one day the sky will split in the east, and every eye will see him, even those who pierced him, and he'll be coming. And we'll shout, Hosanna. Glory to God. I'd like the worship team to come forward. I'd like to ask you to stand. Paul says that marriage is like a mystery. It's speaking of Christ in the church. And I just want to end with this. Those are like wedding vows, right? You know how wedding vows can be in our culture? Like, yeah, I said that, but I didn't know how you were going to turn out. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm not throwing rocks at anybody. We are broken people. We need a savior. Let me change the illustration. I told Jesus, for better, for worse, for rich or poor, sickness and hell. Lord, you heal me or you don't heal me. I love you. I'm rich or I'm poor. I love you. For better or for worse, I love you. I want that to be true of my life. Anybody else? Well, you know what? Jesus said that to you. Hey, Matt, you get it right or you don't get it right. I love you. Works out or it don't works out. I, work, I love you. I always love you. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. We just don't need to be walking away from it. Today, I want you to see Jesus reaching for you with this kind of love. And I want to reach back with him, to him with that kind of love. Does that make sense? Some people are like, I, I, don't, I didn't catch the jump from marriage to palm trees. I'm sorry. I missed you. I'm sorry too. I don't want to say for better, 
for health, for richer. Oh, no, 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 no. I ain't doing that for sickness, for poor, for worse. I'll kill that. I don't want that gene. I don't want to be this palm branch. I want to be this one. This is probably the one. Look, there's no thorns on that one. It's just straight praise. Lord, here's my whole life. No matter what, I lay it down to you. Thanks for listening to this week's message. For more information about All Generations Church, go to aglockhart.org.